You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. The following story comes to us from a party in Oakland, California, where the theme was, seemed like a good idea at the time. I was raised Christian. I went to a a very Christian school from the age of 5 through 15, and part of that entailed Bible class every day. Even though I can still pretty much get all of the Bible questions right on Jeopardy or trivia or whatever, I don't really remember very many of the specific lessons that we learned in Bible class, but there's one that really stands out for me. It was this day in fifth grade, and my teacher, who was a woman, allowed her husband to come and and do the Bible class for that day. And he lit this candle and said, like, does anybody notice what's up with this candle? We're like, oh, flame, that's cool, you know, fifth grade kids. And he's like, okay, now turn off the lights. So the lights are off. There's no windows. Our fifth grade was actually in a basement. So the candle's like the only thing emitting light in the whole room. And he's like, do you notice how the candle seems much, much brighter now? And we all did. It was like very, very obvious that without these big fluorescent lights on overhead, that we could really see with the light of this candle, and the candle made a huge difference in that room. And he said, I want you to do this in your lives. I want you to take the light of Jesus that you have, and I want you to take it into the dark places and share that light with those people in those dark places. And as a fifth grader, I like totally accepted this. This was like, all that I knew, this like I, I went to this Christian school during the week, and on the weekends I was in church, and that made total sense to me that I had this special thing that I was going to give to the rest of the world, and that was my purpose in life. And at the age of 15, I was ready to transfer from private school to go to public school to bring my light into the darkness. And it seemed like a good idea at the time, <laughs> you could say. So I went to public school, and the thing that shocked me about public school, it wasn't like one thing, but it was like this crescendo of little things building up over time. One was like when someone had Skittles at private school, you would say, hey, can I have a Skittle? And they would maybe give you a Skittle. But in public school, if you said, hey, can I have one of your Skittles? They would give like six Skittles. It didn't even matter. Just hold out your hand and they would like give you a bunch of Skittles. I was like, these kids aren't even Christian and they're giving like all of these Skittles. (laughs) Like, how, how does that? It didn't compute. These people did not have the light of Jesus in them. And yet they had this generosity. And my biology teacher was this woman who was atheist. She never said she was atheist, but we like all knew she was atheist. And she, we learned midway through the year, was like going through a divorce. But she like didn't allow that at all to like influence her teaching. She would just download all of this amazing knowledge to all of your students. And she really cared and you like knew that she cared. And when you sneeze, she would say, God bless you, which was like this paradox, like, oh, the atheist teacher says, God bless you. What is that? But but these were these like, it like didn't make sense, right? Like these people don't have the light of Jesus and yet they have this thing that they're sharing. And um, one moment when it was like particularly strong for me was when I, I came to San Francisco for the first time in my life. And I was like visiting colleges. I was a junior in high school. I meet this woman who tells me about this religion that she's a part of. 
called Ekenkar. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. She told me about how she would like go into the closet and, and chant this thing like over and over and over for 20 minutes and how if I would just like do the chant, then I would understand what was happening with her. And she said it with this particular like energy in her eyes that made me scared because I knew that if I was to go into my closet and chant this thing for 20 minutes, that I would probably experience the same thing that she had experienced. And I, I couldn't discount her experience any more than I could allow anyone else to discount my own. And it plunged me into this dark period of my life because like my whole identity was like, I have the light. I'm going into the darkness, sharing the light. And like I get there and there's like all of these other kinds of light that are like shining back at me. It was, <laughs> um, and so for years I like didn't know what was up. I like still prayed, but I didn't know who I was praying to anymore. Reading the Bible was just like really complicated. I like couldn't really get what was happening there. I would be lying if I told you that I like found some other thing that like makes total sense in the same way that like everything made sense when I was a kid. It's never happened and I've let go of the idea that it's ever going to happen again, that things are ever going to be that simple again. But one thing that I have found is that I would go to Quaker meeting where we would go and we'd sit in silence for an hour. Whenever anyone is led to speak, they stand and they speak. And for someone who like grew up going to church every single Sunday, it was really useful to have that practice of like getting out of bed, going to something, sitting down. And I was afraid to ask people like, what do you believe in stuff? Because I, I just wanted to have this like clean experience of going and sitting, silence, people standing and speaking every now and then. But one time I finally asked like, okay, what, what is up with Quakerism? What, what is it? And the guy said, there is the light of God in everyone, is, is a Quaker belief. And when the Quakers came to the New World, they didn't try to conquer all of the native people because they believed that there was the light of God in them. There was that of God. That's the way the Quakers say it. There was that of God in them. And when like slaves were being bought and sold, they didn't believe that that was a good thing to do because they believed that there was that of God in them. And everything just really clicked into place for me in a really special way at that point. And my life has been since then this, this series of experiences of like taking the light that I do have and like finding the light that other people do have even in unexpected places. You've been listening to True Story. Our theme music is from Daniel Steinbach's album, The Blade. To comment on this podcast, or to listen to any of our previous stories, you can find us in iTunes or at truestorytime.org. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up, a life that's led is something gold. I've been alone, I've been so...